Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Thank God deliverance belongs to us now. Not in some far off day, over yonder somewhere, sometime. Amen. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on Christ the Deliverer. Later in today's program, I'll tell you more about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And she was in convulsions with a bloody froth running out of her mouth. That's the way they died. And so he said, as I walked into the room, the doctor, the medical doctor was there. And as I walked into the room, he picked up his hat and, and medical valise or bag to leave. And so he said, he looked up at me and he said to me, talking to Dr. Dowie, the minister, he said, doctor, how mysterious does God move his wonders to perform? And so he said, I came from that place fresh with revelation from God. And though this doctor, medical doctor is a member of my church, said, I looked to him and I said, doctor, how dare you call that the work of God? My God never afflicted any little 12-year-old girl with such a terrible disease. The God I know didn't cause her to have convulsions and the bloody froth running out her mouth and cause her to die prematurely. Sir, he said, I said to him, that's not the work of God. That's the work of the devil. And then he said, I said to him, you are a Christian. You remember my church to the medical doctor, sir. Can you pray the prayer of faith that will save this child? And he said, that doctor said to me, you better just take your hand off of God's work and leave it alone and left. Now, isn't that strange? That when folks die, they call it God's work. But as long as they can keep them alive by giving them medicine, you know, or anything else while he administered to them, and then that wasn't opposing God or working against God, though, then. Isn't that strange? But when it comes to praying, then that was working against God. <laughs> oh, isn't that foolish? So he said, I turned to the mother then and said, why did you call for me? She said, to pray. He said, I cannot remember my prayer, but I do know this that I lifted my voice to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. And I reminded him how he was Israel's healer in the Old Testament. And I reminded him how that Christ healed when he was on the earth. And then I reminded him that the word of God said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil and that the word of God said that Jesus was sent to deliver us and that Satan was the oppressor. And I reminded God the Father that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I concluded by saying to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke this death and command it to leave this girl and this disease as well. And he said immediately the girl stopped in her convulsions and fell into a deep sleep. Such a deep sleep that the mother thought she had died. And actually a nurse that was present also thought she had died. And he said, I said to them, no. Put my finger to my lips, said, she isn't dead. She's healed. She just fell into a deep sleep. And so he said, we let her sleep there just two or three minutes. And said, I said, uh, then I snapped my finger in her ear and said, Mary, Mary. And she opened her eyes and looked up and saw her mama and said, oh, mommy. Oh, she stretched and said, I feel so good. I've been asleep for so long. Been about three minutes. 
Oh, I feel so good. And Dr. Dowie said, I said to her, and you're hungry. He said, I remember. I didn't know about anything like this. It was new to him. But I remembered when Jesus ministered there, you remember, he said to give him something to eat. And so he said, I said, and you're hungry. Oh, yes, he said, I'm so hungry. Well, he said, all right, to the nurse, said, you fix her a cup of chocolate, hot chocolate, and then a, and a piece of bread, butter. So they fixed it, and she ate it. He said, I went in the next room and prayed for her brother, who was also in the early stages of the condition, and he was healed. And he said, I ministered to every member of my church who was sick, and they were healed. And I buried the four that were dead, and not a single one of my members then died. Praise God forevermore. Because I brought that truth, I got that truth over to them. Well, my friends, that revelation that came to that Congregationist minister back about 1875 is still true today. And this scripture said here that Jesus in the synagogue of Nazareth, his hometown on the Sabbath day when the book of Isaiah was delivered unto him, found the place where it is written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And that's what Peter was saying there in Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. John says in his first epistle that concerning Jesus, the Son of God, that he was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. He went about doing good and healing all. I like that, doing good. And healing, that's good, isn't it? That's good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. My friends, again, the word says in Luke the ninth chapter, you remember, uh, Jesus made this statement, For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. The Bible pictures Jesus not as a destroyer, but a deliverer. And that's what Dr. Dowie saw that day by revelation, that Jesus is the deliverer, Satan is the destroyer. And thank God that's still true today. And thank God that deliverance belongs to us in this life. Now that scripture that Brother Bagwell quoted here and wrote in his Bible, the basis and the ground for his faith for healing, Matthew 8, 17 said himself, took our infirmities and bear our sicknesses. And you know it's amusing to what links that some folks will go to try to get around that verse of scripture. I, I was reading some time ago after one minister and so he said now uh, yes it's true all right that that's in the Bible but he said, now Jesus just took the diseases and sicknesses and bare the sicknesses and diseases of those people that were on earth while he was here. And that's fulfilled when he healed them, that scripture was fulfilled. And I thought about as I read that, see what he is trying to prove was that healing for, from sickness and disease is not for us, but that when it said himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses, that that just applied to the sick and the disease of the generation in which Jesus lived. And I thought immediately when I read that from that, the pen of that supposedly uh, renowned minister, I thought to myself, well, uh, to whom was Jesus sent? I thought, well, John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Jesus wasn't just given to that generation or to the world then. He was given for all time to the world. 
for God so loved the world. I thought, well, you could use that man's argument and prove that salvation isn't for folks nowadays. No, everything that Jesus bought, everything that he secured, belongs to us today just as much as it did to them then. Because it said God so loved the world. Didn't say he so loved that generation or the world that then was. It said he so loved the world that he gave his own begotten son. That not only includes salvation, that includes everything that Jesus bought. Well, then I was reading after another minister, and he thought he had it figured out. He's going to try to prove, you see, that healings and, and all isn't for us nowadays. And so he said, well, now it's true, all right, that that scripture's there, that it said himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. But he said, of course, we haven't entered into the full fullness of our redemption yet, and of course, in a sense, he's right, all right. Our body hasn't been redeemed yet, and that's true. Thank God the time's coming when we are going to have a new body. But he said we're going to reap the benefits of being delivered from sickness and disease during the millennium. Then we can reap the benefits of being redeemed from sickness and disease. And I thought when I read that, well, that won't do the church any good then. This part of redemption then would never help the church. Now remember, there are going to be natural people there during the millennium, all right. But, and it would help them, all right. But, uh, we're going to have, at that time, a body that couldn't be sick anyhow. Are you hearing me? Because before that takes place, the dead in Christ are going to be raised. They'll have a resurrected body. And we which are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment in a twinkle of an eye and we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so we'll have a body that couldn't be sick anyway. And I thought as I read that, isn't that strange that poor old God didn't know that? And he had Jesus to bear something for us that we never could enjoy? because we couldn't have been sick anyway. No, friends, thank God deliverance belongs to us now, not in some far-off day over yonder somewhere sometime. Amen. Yes, thank God we do have a glorious future. Thank God we do have a wonderful hope. Thank God for the hope of the church. Thank God for the hope of the coming of the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the hope that we have of seeing our loved ones and friends again. Thank God for that. And it is a blessed hope. And we rejoice in it. Thank God we don't have to delegate all of God's blessings to the future. Praise the Lord. No, that deliverance will not come in heaven that he's speaking of here are in the millennium you won't need it then we won't need it at least then praise god we can have deliverance now this moment in this life praise the lord for jesus has already purchased healing for the body as well as the salvation of our spirit or soul or inner man praise god for it is written here in Matthew 8:17 that himself took our infirmities 
and bear our sicknesses. And Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, the fifth verse, of course, said, stated that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Praise God. And so we rejoice in it. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the mini-book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, You Can Have What You Say. The next item is the four-CD series from Kenneth Hagan, Winning in the Time of Trouble. And finally, the slimline book entitled, You Can Make It. All of these items are for the special price of $21.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We have some great partners. You say, what's a partner? Well, that's somebody who prays for us regularly and sends an offering, whatever they can, to help us to support this this telecast that goes all over the world. If you're interested, go to rhema.org slash WPC. I want to thank all of you that are partners. I want to thank you that are going to become partners. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Christ the Deliverer. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for more great resources. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.